Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Mint with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have Alicia Coppola with us today. She recently co-starred in the HBO Max series Generation, the Paramount Plus television series Why Women Kill, CBS's Blood and Treasure, and Fox's Empire. You may also remember her from the role of Lorna Devon on NBC's long-running soap opera another world and that was your show, that was it? my favorite soap opera growing <laughs> up yes and we're excited to have her on so we welcome are. to the show well thank you thank you so much for having me i appreciate it <clears throat> you know i always like to start the show out the same way last 18 months have been really tough on a lot of people especially oh, yes. in entertainment so how has COVID affected what you do and what have you done to maneuver through this well, COVID, I mean, Hollywood shut down. I mean, it just, there was no work. There was no nothing for mm. a good, God, I don't think I went back to work until November, I oh, think. Wow. Oh, so wow. it was a little scary. It was kind of scary for everyone. Um, that aspect of it was was bad. But there was also some really wonderful things, I think, too. I got to spend a lot of time with my children, not my eldest because he's in college, yeah. but I got to be with my little ones a lot. And, um, you know, homeschooling, I kind of liked it because I liked serving them lunch in the day and I liked <laughs> having them around. And, mm -hmm. and that was fun. Uh, creatively, I created and um, developed my own podcast during COVID. Oh, wow. uh, called called Bootstrap Bitch, which is <laughs> available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, and I did that because I thought that we were all kind of struggling a little bit. And I wanted to talk to people <clears throat> who really have struggled in their lives and how they managed to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Oh, wow. And ah, kind of that. get on with the business of life. Uh, in a somewhat dignified way. and Because I went through 19 years of addictions until four, almost 14 years ago. So, yeah. so you you understand. And I talked to, actually, one. you might, uh, Sandy, remember him. I think he was on Guiding Light, uh, Judson mm -hmm. Mills. Oh, yes, yes. yes. And then he went on to do Walker, Texas Ranger. I remember. Uh, mm -hmm. his, his episode, we talk about his his addiction. He was a heroin addict yes. and how he was able to to move through that and beyond mm -hmm. it. And then, you know, he was uh, what what he, he was the lead of the bodyguard, uh, the musical, you know, wow. so people, you know, people can find themselves. I mean, he was on like on the street in jail, like Man. the worst possible mm -hmm. situations. And yet pulled himself up by his bootstraps. And, you know, and yes. here he is now clean and sober and, the you know. Everybody has yes, a story. Yes. Everybody has a story. So, so that's what I did during COVID, and um, I'm still doing it because I enjoy it. I enjoy talking to people. Uh, we love that. Love yeah, that's that. like you know, we launched this show January of 2020, mm -hmm, a couple months before COVID. And I remember our original plan was maybe a hundred interviews our first year. We thought that'd be a great foundation for a first year show like ours. And then COVID happens. And I'm sitting there watching everything get shut down. I told Sandy, I was like, you know, we can't change COVID, but no. this could be our silver lining, you know, yes. because all the entertainment industry needs a place to talk and we're going to give it to them. And oh, that was that, very smart. <laughs> and because of that, we did over 300 interviews last year and we're over 500 now. That's unbelievable. I love that. I love that. And I, lo I mean, how do you find the people that you want to talk to? Do you just... 
we, 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 well, you know, we search out the agents of people like you and all that, mm-hmm. you know, because we start, you know, it's funny because we've actually pivoted the show some because we first launched a show because a lot of our contacts was in Nashville. Yes. And, and so we started out as an up and coming country music interview show. And our first oh. guests were from our contacts. And, and our first, our first handful of guests what came from Nashville, basically. And, and then it was like when COVID happened and I, wa- I was like, you know, um, we need to open the door a little bit, you know, because everybody now needs a talk. And so we opened the door for all of entertainment. All entertainment. And yeah. in fact, our very first um, real, our first um, kind of select, or I guess it is a cele- celebrity yes, guest, legendary, legendary actor. actor was um, Ed Asner. Oh, yes. The late, yeah. great Ed Asner. Yeah. Yes. And, yes. you know, we were yes. one of, I, I don't know who was his last interview, but we were at least one of the last interviews because we, we had him he last November. Great. He was amazing. Yeah. You've interviewed some really lovely people. I, I looked at your list and it's, it's, uh, you have a, uh, you have a very wide range of, def- of, of personalities. And definitely. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of been the plan, you know, once, yeah. once we made that transition, um, into entertainment in general. We were like, you know what? We, we didn't want all males, all females, all one genre, all mm-hmm. this. We wanted a combo of, um, you know what? This is what America looks like. Yeah. And that's what we wanted. Everybody has a story. Except through, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. but through entertainment. Yeah. That's right. That's great. And for your viewers, if you're wondering what I'm doing, I'm folding laundry because <laughs> I'm a busy mom and it's we the day before it. Christmas Eve and it's like I've got a full I'm laundry go shopping. Yes, I get it. There's, there's no rest. There's no rest for the weary. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to become an actress? But I like to go deeper than that. When did it okay. click that it could be a career for you? I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> hasn't clicked yet. Um, well, you know, growing up, I was always a little performer. You know, I would perform mm-hmm. at my grandma's house for all of her friends, me and and and, uh, and my little friend across the street, Paula. Um, and that was fun. Um, but I went to boarding school and, you know, in Connecticut and at boarding school, girls, like we were all taught either, you know, you found a husband <laughs> or, or you, you know, went on to law school or you were a doctor or oh, you wow. were, you know, yes. you know, like a profession, yeah. you know, yes. you became yes. a professional mm-hmm. person. So after boarding school, I went to NYU and I studied to become a lawyer. Um, and that's oh, wow. what I thought, that's what I thought my trajectory was going to be. And I got a, um, I had to find an apartment and I found an apartment and the woman who owned the apartment from whom I was going to be renting was a model with elite model management. And she said to me, did you ever think about modeling? Which I used to do with my dad as a child because he was a model. Um, And I was like, sure. Uh, So they signed me like that very, very day. Oh wow! And then they, I was introduced to their commercial department and their commercial department sent me out for MTV's remote control. Oh, and I goodness. and I remember being on set there and thinking, I don't know what I'm doing, but whatever <laughs> this is that I'm doing is fun. Uh, and and it made sense to me because as a child, I, you know, I played the piano, I played the flute, I played the clarinet, the sax, I would write stories and poetry. Wow. I was very creative. And uh, I think in that moment when I realized that this fun thing 
could maybe be the thing that I'm going to be doing. I was like, okay, let's see, let's see what happens. Um, and then I got, I, I worked intermittently during my junior and senior year, but it wasn't until I got onto another world that mm. I actually said to myself, this could be, this is my career. This now is what I Before you got the big break of another world, what did your parents think? Because again, you, you know, a lot of parents, a lot of times, sometimes parents can be the pullback on people. Oh, I want to be an actress. Oh, no, no, you don't. And, you know, so how, what did they think yeah. when, when you were like, you know, I kind of don't want to do this lawyer thing. My father was incredibly proud and happy. In fact, right before he died, I, I, uh, I had screen tested for One Life to Live. Mm -hmm. And the ca casting director, Natalie Hart, um, who's just lovely, she gave me a copy of my screen test that I could show my dad before wow. he died. So he <laughs> got to see that. And he also loved remote control. In fact, he used to, in uh, at the hospital, he would take his IV bag and he'd walk around with my, v my VHS tape and like plug it into all the people's rooms <laughs> so that they could all see me. Yeah. My mother told me to empty my pockets and pay her back for my boarding school, Kent wow. and NYU. She was like, what, what are you thinking? Like, what are you mm. thinking? Because my mother was a professional woman. She had her yeah. own business. Oh, okay. That's understandable. So, yeah. but you know, she, of course she came around and, and has <laughs> always been incredibly supportive of me. So oh, that's good. I'm very lucky. And I'm sure another world kind of turned everybody's eyes like, okay, there's something here. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean, Another world, that role of Lorna Devon simply was God-given and my father-given. Uh, my dad had died in January of 91, and I was on set, and I got the role in April of oh, wow. 91. I was just turning 23. And Lorna Devon, if you remember, uh, was not a happy person. I and remember that. So yes. I was really, a, it, it was therapy for me. that Those wow. three years on the soap, um, I didn't know that I was talented yet, but once I got onto that that platform, I kind of had an idea that I was dealing with something that was special and that I was mm -hmm. talented and I was gifted at this particular thing. Yeah. And it allowed me, Lorna Devon allowed me to explore all the feelings that I had with my dad's illness and him dying um, especially when they wrote the whole thing when Lucas died. I mean, it was oh, really yes. art <laughs> imitating life. Right. Um, and I got to be angry. I got to be angry. I got to be stubborn. I got to be nasty. Mm -hmm. I so got you to got be... to do, you kind of got to play out what you really wanted in real life, but at least yeah, yeah. in this way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I got to uh, I got to express every emotion that in real life I didn't know how to. Wow. So so I have to say it was a gift. It, wow. it, it was a gift on so many levels and probably really one of the first times I believed in God because wow. I, because I felt that my dad obviously must be with God yes. because I've been given this, this, this role, this arena to, you know, to work through my shit. Mm -hmm. You know, wow. I'm still working through it. Like I didn't solve anything, but <laughs> you know, at least it was a start. Yeah. And you wrote a book about the ending of the, his life, didn't you? Yes. Tell us a little bit about how that came yeah. to be. Well, when my dad um, began, well, my dad was diagnosed with brain cancer in 1980. And in 1983, wow. he wrote 
I don't know that I was aware that he was writing it at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I certainly knew after he died. But my dad kept a journal, like a manuscript, about what it was like for him, his first grand mal seizure, to his diagnosis, to his surgery, to his remission with brain cancer. And mm-hmm. um, in 19... 19- 90, after I graduated from college, I came home. And in 1989, 90 was when he actively began the, wow. the, the art of dying. Um, and so I came home to help my mom. And then ultimately my brother came home. But while I was home, I was documenting, I was journaling what that was like mm-hmm. for me and for our family taking care of a dying parent, you know? Um, and so the book, I few, it took me 22 years, I think, and three children later, and I fused the two journals. So they're basically a, they're a, they're a dialogue between my father and I told from very independent points of view um, without, without really speaking because he was, yeah. Yeah. He was busy dying and I was busy taking care of him and writing. Yeah. And so what it is, is it's a, it's a decade long dialogue between my father and I told through our journals. Um, and I'm really proud of it. It's called gracefully gone and it's on amazon.com. Mm-hmm. So please everybody go buy it because um, uh, I think it's really important. And I wanted to write it so that, you know, listen, you can't swing a dead cat and not hit somebody who's, who's, who's grieving. That's yeah. so true. Right? Do you, yeah. do you know what I mean? And right now Absolutely. in this world today, we're all grieving in for a multitude of reasons. Oh, and we yes. all grieve very, very differently. And so I wanted people out there, um, especially young adults, to understand that they're not alone. Yeah. Because um, I'm also on the board of directors of Heal Grief AMF, which is actively moving forward. And that is to, and there's a wonderful app wow. out there, Heal Grief. And um, it's for all ages now, but at the time it was developed for the one in three college kids who are suffering the terminal diagnosis or the loss of a loved one. Yes. That age range, the college age range, like 17 to 25, are the most forgotten about Mm. demographic Mm -hmm. in grief. You know, Um, it's the little ones that everybody's so concerned with. Yeah, because you you think teenagers, they're teenagers, early adult, they got this. Yeah, and they they don't, and they don't, don't. and Mm -hmm. and we don't. And for me, those those years of suffering, um, the grief of a father who was not dead but but dying. um, Like I knew the outcome. I was pretty sure what the outcome was going to be. I think we all were. The writing was on the wall. Um, it was very lonely. And so you had to live this every day. Oh yeah, every day. I mean, every day I would call home and I wouldn't know if he would be alive or not. Um, and so I came on the board of Heal Grief um, to to help them spread this this word. And their app is growing exponentially all the time. I mean, daily because there is there are so many kids out there, and so many people now who need to be heard and. So I wrote the book because of that. Um, also, I'm a global ambassador for the Elizabeth Ross Foundation. Oh wow! Who developed, you know, the art of dying and um, and the you know the five stages of grief. And mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to help people and to tell them that they're not alone. That I've been there. That I know what that is like. I know what it looks like. So gracefully gone on Amazon. <clears throat> yeah, that's like um, you know, I, of course, like I said earlier, I went through 19 years of addictions, but my addictions weren't like solid 19 years. It was like if things were going good in my life, it would slow down. If they were going right. bad in my life, they'd speed up. 
but when we first married, um, they were kind of stagnant. So, you know, I really, I drank a little bit, but not a whole lot at this point. But then six months after we married, my mom passed away. Oh, yeah. And that kind of, and I've, I've always been the mama's boy. So, yeah. you know, um, so it That's was like, hard. I didn't know how to handle that. Sure. And I went over the deep end and she put up, she had to put up with a lot through those years. Cause it was, you know, you know, a lot of people will say that she allowed me to walk over her, but that's just not true. She allowed me to experience God's pure love through her. Because if she didn't uh, uplift me through those moments, I would probably be dead today. Sure. Sure. And that's a huge testament to you, Sandy, for sticking with Chris. Because, yeah. you know, so many marriages break up over. I mean, it's 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 a it's a tragedy when that happens. It is. And, and the and the fact that you stuck with him is that's a true testament to the character of you. And oh, and Chris, it's a testament to you to getting well and to you know to returning the favor to your wife. Yeah, in fact, in a few days, December twenty sixth will be fourteen years sober. That's right. Good you for you. Congratulations. I love that. Congratulations. That's amazing. And that's I, amazing. I owe uh, again. I owe God and Sandy everything because uh, you know He led me to her, which helped heal me. That's right. But you also owe it to yourself too. You know, mm -hmm. you you did that for yourself. Yeah. You did. Yeah. Good mm -hmm. for you. So as we switch gears a little bit here, um, yeah. as you know, a lot of people, um, they see the glory in you being an actress, the glory in the bigger, uh, the other actor and actresses and all that. But they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, oh. the struggles that it takes, not just to get the y'all's level, but even in just a career level within entertainment. I always want to talk about that side of it, because I think that sometimes it gets so glossed over. You know, you, you watch every interview out there and, and you hear mostly the positives. You never hear the other side. And on our show, we want to make sure that we cover both sides because it's, it's tough. So important. I, you know, know when you, both sides. you know, so tell us a little bit about some of the sacrifices and struggles you've had to get go through to get to where you are today. Well, I don't know where I am today other than doing laundry. <laughs> um, God, I mean, you never know where your next meal is coming from. Like, you know, I, I remember saying to my husband once, at what point do social services get involved for me trying to follow my dream? Like, at, at what point yeah. does this become mm -hmm. not a good thing? Um, right. But I have struggled. I have not worked for long periods at a time. I have been, there's been financial issues at times. Um I, I, I do believe that I um, am, how do I put this? Um, I'm, I'm now coming to terms with my self-worth and my self-value. And I think that for a bit, I have been um, undervalued um, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. valued in the wrong way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have had to be away from my children. For, I was just in New York shooting. I can't tell you what I was shooting, but I was in New York shooting for 12 days and I, oh, wow. I missed my kids mm -hmm. when I, when I, I mean, not that that's like, poor me, poor me. No, I mean, it was, it was incredible and I enjoyed every minute of it yeah. and I didn't yeah. have to do anybody's but it's still a sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, still a sacrifice. yeah, exactly. Um, but when I was shooting Blood and Treasure, I was in Montreal. And so I tried to be back and forth. And I remember doing three round trip Montreal, LA trips in 13 days. 
Wow. Oh. And I just remember what a grind that was. And mm -hmm. I think people think, oh, it's all glamorous. No, <laughs> what you're seeing on the screen is glamorous. That's the glamour part. That's the only glamorous <laughs> part there is in this industry. This industry can be cruel. It can betray you. Um, you know, if you're hot, you're hot. If you're not, you're ice cold. You know, it's there's always hills and valleys. And I've learned I'm trying to learn after like 30 years. And I'm a, I'm I'm a you know, I'm a journeyman actor, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I've done pretty much every, you know, everything that there is to do in this field. Um, and I'm I try to create my own content. I wrote and directed um, wow. and, and produced a short film called Between Us. Um, and so I am, you know, I've got my hands in, you, you kind of have to, have you ever read that book, uh, who moved my cheese? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you kind of have to, you have to follow the <laughs> yeah. cheese. Like you just, yes. you have to follow yeah, Cause you the think cheese. you get there and the cheese is up now over here. And the yeah. cheese is over exactly. there. Exactly. So, um, it, it you know, it, like it, they say you climbed the ladder of success, but it was on the wrong wall. Exactly. Or they've added another rung and you're like, wait, yeah. I thought I was there. No, there's five no. more rungs. So, you know, you're always kind of chasing your tail. Um, but that, you know, and, and that's the life, you know, that, that that's the life for any artist. I don't care what art it yeah. is, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I don't believe in struggling for my art. I think that's bullshit. Like, no, I want to have a nice house. I want to, you know, mm -hmm. eat. I want to eat food. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't need to struggle. You know. Um, and I have been incredibly fortunate. I've had. I've, I angels have come out to play in in my life. They really have come out to play. Kind of like Field yeah. of Dreams. That's mm -hmm. kind of what I feel like. I feel like you the angels. It, they have, will come. Exactly. And so I, I kind of have to have faith that mm -hmm. you know that that it will all be okay and that we will have a roof mm -hmm. over our head i will work there will be food you know there will be christmas presents you, you, you know what i mean and yeah. and i'm and i'm grateful every day but but to say that this is glamorous is yeah. no yeah and i love that because you know again with our show we we're chasing the same dream y'all are chasing but just a different platform you know we want to be the bobby bones the kelly clarkson show you know the you know, the old Regis and Kelly and all that, yeah. you know, we, we want to one day be this big, big show. And so we we're grinding it out. We got a nine year old and a two and a almost three year old. Yes, daughter. We homeschool. We, we do our side jobs in the just, evening to stay. That's a lot. Yeah. And yeah. it's a lot to try to balance all this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people see that how much fun we have in the 30 to 60 minutes that we have with each guest. And, and this is when we're in our zone. This is this is the fun part. The not so fun part is, is right. that each night, you know, each day you get rejection emails and rejection this and rejection that. And, and then they're like, well, you know, and, and it's a timing that, you know, with artists, it's a little different, but with, with actors and actresses, one thing I've learned is it's a timing thing. If they're not promoting anything in most cases, unless you're this really big show, they're not coming on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, right. and and so it's like this this double-edged sword and we're like grinding and grinding and grinding and you know like i remember will smith said on one one of his shows that you know he he will outwork you and that's what we're trying to do here you know all we can do is outwork everybody else and that's why right. we've done five right. over 500 shows in all in less than two years that's right you know what it's did you ever read the book uh, jd salinger uh, franny and zoe 
I don't think I have no, on that one. I haven't read Okay, that well, I'm, Salinger is one of, you know, Catcher in the Rye is one oh, of my yes. favorite, you know, my favorite mm -hmm. authors. Mm -hmm. But, but, uh, Zoe says to Franny, or Franny says to Zoe, I'm not, I, I, I get them confused. Um, and I shouldn't, shame on me. But he says to her, you do it for the fat lady. And who, and who's the fat lady? The fat lady is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. We just do it for the fat lady. You know what I mean? So you keep grinding it out and grinding it out and outworking. I I, I love that because I feel like I outwork so many people, you know, but if it's, I'm not writing, then I'm, you know, writing a script or I'm writing a short story or an essay. I just submitted an essay to uh, the New York Times modern love um, uh, section and, oh, wow. or I'm auditioning or I'm, you know, doing voiceovers. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm doing it for the fat lady and if something will hit, yes, you know, yes. you got, you mm -hmm. just got to keep grinding it out. That's all. Absolutely. Yeah, and, 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 you know, people, they, they quit too early on a lot of things like, you know, or quit everything I should say. Cause you know, with our 19 years of marriage now, um, we, I bet we've probably launched and failed at over a hundred different business ideas. Oh, at but, least. <laughs> but they all lasted long enough to keep us going. Yeah. See? And to learn something. <laughs> and and then all of a sudden we get this crazy idea for, for this show. And then I remember, I remember January 2020, January 3rd, when we launched, because it was my mom's birthday. So it was kind of an honor to her to launch this show um, mm -hmm. or would have been her birthday. Of course. That's right. Um, but um, I, I remember getting off that first episode. I told Sandy, this is it. This is what we're supposed to. I just felt it. It was it. This was it. What we've been trying to get to. That's you know, all of those hundred failures were for this. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And for every no, there's going to be a yes. You know exactly. what I mean? Mm -hmm. At some point. At some yes, point. At some point. Mm -hmm. And we some just point. never imagined where we are today. And and the craziest part is we owe COVID a lot of this because, you know, a lot of the, we wouldn't have pivoted the way we pivoted if it weren't for COVID. That's right. So, you know, now that we talked a little bit about the sacrifice side, the struggle side, I think people get it. And I want to I always want to make sure people get pounded on that, because I want people to know that you you don't just because you got talent doesn't mean a thing. You have to grind, too. But um, okay. we talked about that. So let's go the other way and talk about some of the glory. What are a few moments where you're like, wow, man, that happened. Wow, I got to do that. So many. I've been so, <laughs> so blessed. Um, oh, you have so many nice comments here. Does anybody have any like specific questions that they can like um, they can type in? I would love to answer questions. Uh, the great okay, yeah. So Jericho was one. Well, well, another world right mm. there. Of um, course, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a remote control was one of those wow moments. Another world. Uh, Jericho was a huge wow moment for me. Um, uh, National Treasure was a lot of fun. Oh wow! Um, Why Women Kill is up there with with I think some of the best work I feel like I've done. How was that? Um, one? I'm sorry. How was that? Why Women Kill for you? Uh, did you watch it? I have not, but just going by oh. the title. No, uh, no, 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 you I, have to watch it. You have to watch it. So it's Mark it, Cherry. It that sounds that, intriguing. That sounds intriguing. Yeah. That's sounds why I'm like, you know what? Out, I've yeah. got to check that out. That's why I want to bring it up. Watching a true crime type thing. There are anything like No, it's not that. No, 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 it's no. not that. It's it's Mark Cherry who did okay. uh, Desperate Housewives. 
And it is told through three different um, eras. So I'm in 1963 oh, wow. with Jennifer Goodwin. The 80s is Lucy yes. Liu. Okay. Um, and then the uh, the the now is Alexander Daddario, Reed okay. Scott, and Kirby um, Howell Baptiste. Um, mm -hmm. And basically, it's how women have evolved, but how our okay. how our reaction to betrayal has not. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, so wow. in it, so in it, I play Sheila Moscone from Bensonhurst, mm -hmm. Brooklyn, mm -hmm. um, and I am best friends to Jennifer Goodwin's character. And I basically take her uh, out of the 50s kind of garb mm -hmm. into, okay. you know, I, 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 I modernize her. Oh, wow. And I'm the only woman who doesn't wear dresses and skirts. I wear pencil <laughs> pants. She's very much <laughs> like if you remember um, Rizzo in Greece. Okay. Oh, oh, yes. 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 So mm -hmm. she's ahead of her time. She's, she's sharp. She's, she's, uh, she's old school. And, uh, and I loved, I loved it because it was really one of the first times along with, um, John Turtletaub that I was permitted to, to, to be the funny, the funny one, because I am, I am very funny. I'm very funny. I'm just not funny in like a sitcom way. Cause I don't think sitcoms are funny, but I'm funny. <laughs> so I, so I love doing that. And of course mm -hmm. the job that I just completed in New York was, was a bucket list gig. Oh, oh okay. wow! Mm -hmm. Tell us, you know, I know you can't say much about that, but can you say anything about it? No. Okay. Nothing. Okay. Yeah, we understand. Say, we definitely understand that. Understand. Um, so, tell us about a few of your re current recent ones that you've done before that. Um. Well, I loved Blood and Treasure. That was fun. Um, I, I got to travel for that. Go to Montreal. I loved old Montreal. I loved. I loved, loved, loved um, Empire. I oh, had yeah. a great time. I love Chicago. I loved working with Terrence Howard and Taraji. Um, I made dear friends with uh, Dre Royo. I mean, we just had a great time. Yes. <clears throat> yep. Somebody said they'd love to ask a question, but they didn't ask sure. the question yet. So yeah, <laughs> I know they have to ask. Yes. Yes. Please ask. And we'll, we'll ask, ask away yeah, and we'll so. pull it up for. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as you know, a lot of people, they see you, but they don't see the team behind you. In our opinion, teams never get the love they, they deserve. So take a few moments to tell us about the team that kind of helps you be who you are. Well, I have a couple of teams. I have my work team, which is my family, which is my manager, my agent, my publicist, my lawyer. Um, and they are incredibly, um, they're just wonderful people. And I'm grateful for them every day of my life. Um, they take care of me. Um, they value me. They, uh, they are always there to, you know, talk me off the bridge, you know, so yeah. to speak. Um, and then course, that for me. <laughs> yeah. And of course, then there's my husband and my kids, you know, and, and, and my brother and my mom, and I have a great circle of close friends. So I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm very blessed. Yeah. They do that. Uh, what, ask. what was my favorite? Another world storyline. Well, mine. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. Anything that Lorna had to do was my favorite. Yes. Uh, so yes, you have a superb day as well. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. And especially like during the holidays, as I sit here, you know, it's the day before Christmas Eve. Am I ready? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but but I'm super grateful. I'm just grateful. So if I'm not ready and the house is a mess, oh well. 
<clears throat> so when you look back at last year, 2020, when it was really rough the most, what did you learn most about yourself? Hmm. Well, I've always known I'm resilient. Um, I bounce pretty good, but I've had to do that since I was 12 when my dad got sick. Um, I think I learned that because um, I'm always I'm I'm always out working, right? Like, which is what what we were just talking about. I think I learned that it's okay to not. Wow. Like it's okay to sit down and watch an hour of TV. <laughs> like in the middle of the day, it's okay. Yeah. You know, and, and I also really developed like shows that I like to watch while I do laundry. It, I call it my, my, my laundry time, which, oh, you know, is kind of nice. So I sit and I, you know, if it's in the evening, I can have a cocktail or a glass of wine and yeah. have, you know, a half an hour to myself as I watch a show and I fold laundry, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Like I've learned not to feel guilty about taking time for myself. Yes, we all. Yeah, because 2020 really showed us um, and really 2020 and 2021 both showed us how short life can be. Yes. You know, because I think we went through a a couple months this year where, you know, when the big COVID, um, the Delta really pushed through and I probably knew 50 people that passed away. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and it was it was like one of those moments to where you're like watching all this and and it's like, you know, I'm only 40, I mean, 50 years old. And it's like I shouldn't be seeing this many people die at this at, at such a young age. That's correct. I'm sorry about that. That's awful. That's terrible. And the sad part of it was, you know, again, people can believe what they want to believe. We are vaxxed, but 100 yeah. percent of them were not vaxxed. And, yeah, and again, like I always tell sad. people, you know, you know, I, I'll never tell someone, oh, you should be vaxxed. But, no, we would never you know, but at the same time, we are, we believe in it and, you know, we believe what we can in it, you know, yeah. anyway. And yeah. we're, yeah. you know, so that that's all we can do. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's right. And just again, you know, be grateful. Mm-hmm. Be grateful. It's not you. Exactly. You know, and and to appreciate each other and to appreciate our families and the people who who, who lift us up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so if you could co-star with any actor or actress, who would it be and what role would you want to play? That's a good question. There's so many. I mean, well, one of my most fate, well, she's dead, but one of my most favorite actresses ever was Anne Bancroft. Oh, wow. oh, and I always loved Anne Bancroft because she always referred to herself as uh, as completely blue. On I think on her, uh, on one of her parents' side was blue blood, and on the other parent's side was blue collar, and that's that's me. Uh, my oh, mom wow. was blue blood. My brother, I mean, and my uh, dad was blue collar Italian. Um, and uh, so I, I I would have loved to have just met her. Um, mm. I would love to work with Cher. Oh, and like yes. in anything, I would love to to work with her. I vote she's been a huge, a, a huge. I'm a huge fan of hers, um, and I don't really, ca- I don't care what the role would be. I would just want to be like in her presence, you wow. know, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. in that environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, this probably has a thousand answers, also. But just think of the first thing that pops in your head. But what's 
you know, what's a movie or TV show that you wish you had a role in? Well, I would love to work with Scorsese. So anything that he does, I would like to be um, in. Uh, and a TV show that's on right now that I really like, um, that I wish I was on. Well, here's the deal. I would love to be in a Hallmark Christmas movie. And for some reason, it has eluded me. <laughs> I don't know why this is so difficult, but mm. I want, I'm putting it out there to the universe that yeah. I want to be next year on the Hallmark lineup. I don't know why. I just love them. They make me happy. They're good laundry yes. viewing. Oh, yes. All of those yeah. are great. All of, all of that is great. It's great. Mm -hmm. I have so much fun. Uh, so, yeah. yes, that I would love that. I would What's like funny is one of our actor uh, actress friends of ours has told us that when we get our book done about our story, she wants to pitch it to Hallmark. Oh. Not necessarily not necessarily the Christmas thing because it, it has to do but with addiction. There's a Hallmark drama channel now that she sure, thinks that they stories. would love the story of our our story. So we're like, okay, we'll do that. We'll see, we'll see <laughs> if anything comes from that. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? So you guys have been married for 19 years and you have a nine-year-old and a two-year-old, three-year-old. Yep. Yes. Yep. She'll so, be, th so, she'll be three in fe February, February 27th. And he'll be 10 next month. So you really spread them out. You have two single <laughs> children. <laughs> yes, <seven laughs> and if he wasn't sick, we usually bring him on to ask a few questions yeah, to each guest. He's a little bit but he's sick got today. kind of a little fever right now. So Aww. he's like, we asked yeah. him, does he still want to do it? And he's like, he's oh, like, he's right now. Because <laughs> yeah, we are a family affair show. We are. I love that. We love having him on. Uh, what are some sources of inspiration for you? In terms of what do you um, mean? Just anything, just just life in general, so, or for your acting. E either way, you want to take the question. Um, I'm always inspired by good writing. Um, I'm also inspired by the company I keep uh, with whom mm -hmm. I work. Um, I had one of the things I loved about Why Women Kill was my chemistry and relationship with Ginny Goodwin. We just really had a phenomenal chemistry, and it was just. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's very rare when that happens. So that's always inspiring to me to take on to my next project. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel I get inspired. I get inspired all the time. I get inspired on Instagram, like cooking videos, you know? <laughs> oh, I love stuff like that. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like, like anything that. that, you know, anything that's, that's, that, that I can strive to be. Whether it's a better mom, a better wife, a better, a better, you know, cook at home, a better laundry folder. I mean, anything that <laughs> that inspires me to be better, or to be mm -hmm. to be better, and to 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 what to to live to live better, to mm. live to live kinder. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's important. You know, this so time. important right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my kids always ask me, they're like, why do you always, you know, make conversation with people in line? Or, you know, you're always, you know, always know everybody's name at Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. And and I say, you know, I don't know what people are coming from or what they're going to. So if my smile or my conversation is the only one that they get that day, then then I'm I was put in a position to help somebody. Oh, wow. You know, and I, I love that. 
Yes. And what's That's so neat. And what's okay. funny is you're talking about that. And, um, you know, through our 19 years of marriage and, you know, I've probably we, we would be out in the street and I'd end up in a conversation like you with strangers, not with people I know. Oh, yes. And Sandy yes, would know that if we got three, four, five minutes in. Over. We're there 30 to 60 minutes. No questions about it. We'll be late wherever we're going. Oh, yes. And, I'd be like back then. I'd be like, oh, no, not again. And no, she'd get no. so upset. Yeah. But we look at it now that those moments not only helped that other person, but it also prepared us for this show to do exact same thing, but in a format. Yeah, of course. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, we we raise our children with this mantra. There's two. It's not our job to be your friend. It's our job to make other people want to be your friend mm -hmm. and yes. always be kind <clears throat> at the end of the day, always be kind yes. because there's too much yuckiness in the mm. world. So Absolutely. be somebody's like Maya Angelou said, be somebody's rainbow. Oh, I love that. That's you beautiful. Know? Yeah. So that's it. That's all I got for you. <laughs> and, you know, like I heard someone say one time, and I've always said this, and I've always kept this in the back of my mind, too, is, is just because you're going through your own storm doesn't mean you can't be the lighthouse for someone else. That's correct. That's correct. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's always got it better or they've got it worse. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's the hills and valleys. And if you if you yeah. can just figure out a way to find that sliver of light in the darkness, it'll open. Eventually, yeah. I think, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What would you like for your legacy to be as an actress? What would you like to be known and remembered for? Um, for being gracious and generous. And for, um, I was just working, like I said, in New York. And the, and the woman that I was working with came up to me. And she said, I just want to thank you for being so generous with your emotions with me you know it was a very hard scene and wow. and i said well i wanted you to feel that you were loved and i wanted you to feel that i was there for you to take your hand metaphorically not mm -hmm. not figuratively and get you through this scene and she was like thank you because i felt it and it made all the difference wow. and so oh that's what i would like to be remembered for is is is, is being um giving of 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 my spirit of my self mm -hmm. And I made people laugh and cry along the way. Yeah. <laughs> if you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them? I just want to tell them, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday. May 2022 suck a little bit less. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you so much for all of your support and for always tuning in whenever I'm on. You know, it's, you know, as an artist, you know, you, you are so lucky whenever you get a gig mm -hmm. and then you, and then you're like, oh my God, I'm so grateful to get the gig. Now, is anybody going to watch the gig that I got? And I feel like I have the best fans in the world because they're so, they're always there. They're always there. And that mm -hmm. means the world to me. Love that. We're calling um, 22 because you got to always rhyme, of course. So breakthrough yes. 22. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to take that. I'm going to, yes, I love that. I'm it's 22 is going to, yeah. Breakthrough 22. I love <laughs> Cause, it. Cause that's what, you know, everything in our part of our life, you know, we, next year we're planning on moving to Nashville. There's a couple things there we're planning on doing too. Yeah. It's um, our 20th year. It's our 20th together. year being married. Yeah. Um, you know, and all that. And then we just feel like, you know, our show is going to break through in 22. 
There you go. Yes, it is. You've already put it out there. <laughs> so, so I we, wish you guys a very Merry Christmas and a oh, happy 22. Same to you. So, same Absolutely. to you. So as we close out here, if you had a friend of yours that was, they feel called to act. They, they're very good at what they do, um, but they've played maybe a sm couple small roles, but they just are in that zone when they're there. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next couple of years? How old is this person? Let's just say 25. I would say hone your craft, develop a vocabulary, watch as many old films, uh, you know, just, just uh, watch everything, learn, um, and don't marry another artist. <laughs> don't do it. Marry a professional. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. That's Love what I would that. say. Yes. Mm -hmm. So tell everybody how they can find you. Well, they can find me. I'm not a big social media person. I like Instagram only because I like to like cooking videos. Yeah. And I like to and I like to post my my cooking. Um, so uh, you can find me at Alicia underscore Coppola. Uh, on Instagram, Twitter, I really don't care about Facebook, not so much. So it's, mm -hmm. yeah, that's how you can find me. And um, hopefully I will be um, on this new thing that I was doing more. And mm -hmm. I'm just, wow. I'm looking forward to breakthrough 22. I like it. <laughs> I love you that. Go. And you know, we really enjoyed having you on the we show. Today. We oh, look, and we look forward to having you back down the road for updates. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. You're really very dear. The, the two of you are very endearing and very sweet. And I got that feeling from the email that my publicist Mia sent to me. So thank you very much for being interested in chatting with me today. Oh, oh, it was our thank pleasure. you so much. It means a lot to us. Okay. And have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you. You too. Have a All, great right. All right. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Absolutely. Bye-bye.